I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming up on TMS, you can't script Claire. Oh shit, it's Chuck. Ease into a Slim Jim. Unloading Mr. Carbonara. I don't like bear jerky. Hats off to your fauxhawk. May the furt be with you. Did you ever lose your porn card? I don't like one million bees. Wait, that video is for the pandas? Booger be decked. No porn in the Utah. Wiener Smith. Everybody loves puppets with Amy. She's normal. How weird. With Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. As the President of the United States, I ask you, save all mankind. I'll try. I've purchased a Blockbuster. I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you. This is the morning stream. Yeah, I noticed our pal uh, Scott Fletcher in the chat today. He's in there. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's always nice to see him. You know, I just I don't always uh, uh, think to check for his name, but today I did, and there he is. You hey, know, everybody. It's uh, the morning stream. It's May 4th. Let's get it out of the way now. Freaking yeah, May, May 4th. 4th. No other syllables need to be said between the words May and 4th. It is May 4th. Happy yep. May 4th. Happy everybody. May 4th, the 4th of May. Okay. May it That's be right. with you, I guess. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but way, I mean, I, you know, my contribution to this is that I'm wearing a Star Wars uh, uh, Hawaiian shirt. Oh, look at you. you. Do you call it a Hawaiian shirt? It's a blueprint shirt. Shirt. I don't it's, know if it's uh, like a... It's blueprints of all of the... It feels very Hawaiian, though. Like, if you saw it, it from a feel, distance, you might go, oh, look at yeah, Brian in his yeah. festive Hawaiian dress suit. Uh, exactly. Yep. Um, I'm standing... I'm sitting next to a Darth Vader head. And a stormtrooper oh, well, okay. head. Does this count? Okay. All right. Are we comparing? Are we comparing Star Wars trinkets on our desks? No. Yet? Yours are. You're going to have more. And let's not do it. <laughs> I have a little 3D printed Grogu reaching for a ball. Oh, oh give me the ball! He's so cute. Give me the ball! Brian's. Uh, he made me a Mandalorian, but he's too far to reach. I can't reach him. Oh yeah. Right behind me, I got a. That's actually a person in that stormtrooper suit. That's a real. This, that's this a kid. Is, this is what Scott is one to hold up. It's like. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, that is exactly yeah. what I have. So I don't good. even know, like, looking at these guys, are they... I think Grogu's a little big for um, to be scale to the Mandalorian. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe they're actually the right size for each other. Kind of hard to say. I need to see comparative... He seems like yeah. his head's a little big. Grogu's head. Yeah, well, Grogu's head is in proportion to his body, so if his head's big, his whole body's big. Yeah, too. he might be a little big then. 
Might be a little. If bit. I had to guess, the the the, the ratio is off. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, these aren't the kind of things we have to worry about in our life. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're back, and we got a Thursday thing uh, lined up for you. Um, I would like like to do this at the top of the show for whatever reason. When you guys write in with important information, we like to read these things early. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we got a whole... You know, we talked about that cruise ship to put the body in the drink thing, and it didn't really work. Yes, in the drink cooler. Yeah. Which is funny, because right now my... My mom is on a cruise, currently on a cruise, uh, currently docked in Costa Rica. Nice. And uh, she did say that last night there was a medical emergency, but she did not go into detail on what the medical emergency Ooh, was. So, so maybe the the cooler on that ship is occupied now by a uh, corpse. I wonder how often it is. I'll bet it's. I'll bet every cruise has at least one moment of something, right? Oh, I'm a- sure. Yeah, some sort of. I mean that's why you got Doctor Bricker. Yeah. You can't be you can't be uh, uh, hooking up with all the the pretty ladies all the time. There has to be some sort of medical emergency. <laughs> but you know, like the this thing of like uh, six thousand people sometimes on these ships. Yeah, just yeah. by the numbers, there's someone's going yeah. down. Yeah, somebody's somebody's maybe not dying, but having some sort of medical yeah having something function. Yeah, and a lot of people throw up, and and some of them go to the medical thing. And go, oh, I don't sure. know why I've never been seasick before, and it turns out they're just seasick because it was really rough or something. Yeah. But anyway, exactly. uh, we got this from uh, Jimmy G. All right, Jimmy G. All Sounds right, like Good. a mobster or somebody Tony Soprano would tell to go do a thing. Hey, come and have uh, Jimmy G over with the service of gabagool. <laughs> there are certain things I can't bring up, and and then expect Brian not to do impressions around them, and that's. <laughs> A hundred percent fine. That that's true, but I always, the I always, worst. yeah, I always have to think of it first. But yes, you do a great Tony Soprano. There's no. I do a horrible Tony Soprano. It's like a, it's like a Popeye as it's Popeye Soprano. Basically, is what it is. It's Popeye Italian Soprano. Popeye. I love it. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. well, oh you gotta give me the spinach, Carmela, Carmela. You gotta give me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you got those huge, yeah. you got those huge forearms like Popeye as well. You're yeah, that's like, right. I do exactly. Uh, hi, Scott and Jerry. I don't know. Or Tom and Jerry. I don't know why I said Scott. Uh, He says, I'm responding to your thoughts about the deceased body being uh, stored in the refrigerator on a cruise ship. I am a retired Coast Guard vessel inspector. Oh, my gosh. Cool. We have the coolest listeners who do the coolest shit. We really do. Yeah. Anyway, he says, no, really, this is a thing. And I can tell you that, yes, indeed, that story or that storing bodies in the fridge is also a thing. The newer cruise ships have formal morgues. But older class vessels do indeed uh, use the walk-in refrigerators to store deceased passengers. Mm. I have stood on the pier many times as a cruise ship was mooring up early in the morning and watched as they transferred a corpse from the vessel before the passengers ever debarked from the uh, from the same vessel. Love the show, wow. though, Jimmy. Wow. So probably more than we thought. Probably, yeah. yeah. Just a hush-hush kind of thing like, all right, uh, let's get... Uh, uh, Mr. Carbonara, we're going to unload him off of Mr. the Mr. Carbonara. Mr. Carbonara. I'm going to keep with the Italian mobster names. That sounds like an old Italian guy who's who, who uh, d- uh, disembarked from Vito, Florida. Vito Carbonara. Yeah, yes, Vito we... Carbonara. He ate too much at the buffet. He's he's had one too many. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's interesting to me that that's a thing, but I guess it makes sense. And uh, yeah. it, there are probably worse ways to die, you know, if you're going to die on a thing. This yeah, be so bad. you know, that's true, right? Die, die on a cruise ship. Die uh, in the middle of the ocean. The seagulls flying by and yep. yeah yeah why sure. not you know why not I don't I just I'm, I'm, and they'll get their body back to the wherever it needs to go because their boat right 
Right. You know, it's not a problem. I feel bad for any grieving relatives who have to ride the rest of that trip without yeah, the course. people. That would be rough, but uh, it's good to know. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. And that's awesome that you, that you used to do that. What do you do now? Like, where do you go from that? If that's your job. Mm. Yeah. Where to now? Retired Coast Guard vessel inspector. Maybe he's just retired, straight up. Maybe he uh, takes people out on uh, deep sea fishing expeditions, right? He's got his love of the sea. He's got his sea legs. He can take people out, strap them into one of those chairs on the back of a of a uh, a boat and have them catch sailfish. I I love it. A great plan. Great retirement plan. Like an old guy sitting at the uh, uh, sitting on a stump in there in Alaska with a sign that says "Fishing trips four bucks" or whatever. Yeah, like a uh, with a cigar in his mouth that's uh, never lights, but it just chews on the end. Yeah, I love this. This is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Here's another one from Jesse. Jesse says, "Yeah, uh, it's about bear meat again." We talked about bear meat. Sure, sure. He did the very uh, non jokey version of us. He says, "Hi, Scott and Brian." Okay. So but that's a, you know he keeps it he keeps it straightforward keeps it keeps it uh, clear. That's what they say about Jesse for sure. Jerky Jesse here is the one that makes the amazing jerky. Yes. Oh, I need to order a new bag from him. Speaking oh, same. of which. I need to talk to him. I wonder if they do. Uh, so there's a lot more sugar in jerky jerky than I knew before. Mm. And I wonder if I can get like a like a low sugar jerky. I imagine you can, right? Just yeah. do um, like a salt, a salt and pepper jerky as opposed to a teriyaki or something that's got a, yeah. a sweetness. That's what I was thinking. We got some at Trader Joe's once and, it, and the big difference I noticed is non-sugary jerky is is um kind of uh dry and loose it doesn't really hold right. together breaks up a lot right isn't isn't chewy you can't yeah you basically can break off pieces of a neat as opposed to uh um having to bite it and chew it off yeah instead of snapping into a slim jim i sort of ease into a slim jim bend into a slim jim yeah. <laughs> there you go i mush into one anyway yeah he says i heard thursday's episode where you were talking about japanese trapped bear meat and uh, wondering uh, if, uh, sorry, and wondered if in jerky form it might be better. I figured I would weigh in with my professional jerky opinion. Bear jerky sounds gross. It does. Keep up the great yeah. work, guys. So, yeah, it does sound gross, but why? Why do we not like that idea? Is it just... Um, just because we know that uh, there's a range of gaminess and we're, we're okay with, like, um, uh, deer and uh, elk and stuff like that. But as you start progressing further and further... It feels like bear would go further into the yeah. gamey flavor. Yeah. And I don't like that weird sort of like I'm eating too many of the, of the, of the body's oils mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know sure. how to describe that. But but if you eat like venison, you kind of get an idea of what that is. Or, or even like uh, rabbits like this for me. Yeah. Um, I've had a rabbit a couple of times and it just tastes like a... Like, I'm not supposed to be eating these parts of a thing. Yeah, right. Like, it's a greasier meat. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that, you know, people got to eat what they eat wherever they eat it, but it's not my thing. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, yeah. thank you for that. And uh, Walter did you wrong. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we're gonna science. Science. Science, science bitch. Science, bitch. Uh, we're going to add... Oh, this is weird. Oh, it wants to confirm that we're doing a group. That's weird. All right. Anyway, we're bringing Amy in. That's what we're doing. And sure. we're going to play her little uh, theme here, which is right here. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Yes, that's right. I also like reading. And so does our guest, Amy Robinson. You know her as Amy, but also Red Fraggle 3. And uh, she's also freshly back from a whirlwind trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome mm-hmm. back, Amy. How are you? 
It's true. It's true. Hello, friends. Oh, my gosh. Did you, you? did you guys upgrade your stuff? Because you sound amazing today. Holy crap. No, it's all same yeah. stuff. I don't know. Wild. You sound so good at the moment. Yeah, you do sound really good. good. Yeah. 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 All right. Whatever well, you did, don't I touch will. anything. Just let it all yeah. sit the way it is. You're perfect. Use a <laughs> use a Sharpie and mark all of the, the, the bars and the knobs at the settings uh, that you've got right there. Yep. Just keep it there. Yep. You're right. All set. Yeah. Like, just, I need to, like, uh, just make sure, you know, put, make marks of where I'm sitting in my chair and where my microphone is and all that stuff. I do that once in a while. If I make any kind of changes, I take an overhead picture of my mixer just to make sure I remember where everything was. Yeah. So I have a whole folder full of these like stages. I should delete old ones. Like I have pictures of a mixer I don't own anymore. I've thrown it out. But I still have them because I'm a pack rat that way. Oh, sentimental. Yeah, I'm sentimental about my overhead mixer photos. I just can't get enough of them. Who knows when my grandkids will want to look those up. Uh, Anyway. You may end up with one of those mixers someday in the future and you'll want to know the settings. That's right. That's yeah, right, it's not it. at all because you you know you're you don't feel like going through all that and cleaning it out. It's no, not that at all. Not that at all. No. Exactly. Um, yes. Well, it's wonderful having you on. Um, I mentioned this to you directly, but I just wanted to say that my uh, speaking grandchildren, my grandson Van, loves this puppet. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd freak him out. I really did. I thought it would weird him out. Even the baby, even even Phoebe, oh, really? is not Phoebe? freaked out. Wow. She just kind of stares at it when you hold it in front of her. But yeah, um, man, kids love puppets. I think that's I think that's a big reason why puppetry became a popular thing with kids is because they're just they're fascinated by them. Yeah. 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 Um, What's not to like? Look at this guy. Look at this dude here. He's a freak. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's awesome. Uh, So, Amy, let's throw it over to you. You got uh, some recommendations for us, thoughts, feelings, whatever you got. I do. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's way too many to shout out to from Vegas, but I just thank everybody because Mm. I, you know, I just had such a wonderful time and yeah, that was, that's it. Oh, good good news though. I should, I should mention this. I totally, you reminded me of this. Um, the, the, the show we did, the live show there is now up in audio and video form. So if you want to see Amy's Amy and Chuck do their, their surprise puppet thing, (laughs) it's up on YouTube now. You can go check it out. You know what? Great to watch again. I like, I, I, Turn it on, just like oh, I want to see how the how the video looks, and I completely got hooked and watched the entire puppet show and yep. the beginning of our stuff. It's like I just had to see; I couldn't look away from it. I couldn't stop watching it. It was great. I I actually watched it last night, right? You know, right as I was getting ready for bed, and because mm-hmm. uh, of of course I didn't see it, I was performing it, so sure. it was really good. We got we got actually a better response than I. I had internalized while I was performing it. So Mm -hmm. that was awesome. I wish that I had asked somebody that was sitting over on that side of the room to film y'all's reaction (laughs) because, you know, that I would have loved to have seen, you know, y'all's faces when these puppets of you popped up and stuff like that. You know, I could hear the we were laughing we were laughing so hard with every you know with every scott and brianism that you'd pull up you know uh uh the introduction that you did of uh, i'm scott and that's brian and uh, dude we are i'm glad we cleared that up for people and me you know going through all of the non uh winning answers for tadpooly feud (laughs) three points and this for three and this for three I love it because we don't we don't very, see we don't even see good. our own stereotypes sometimes. So to have those portrayed by puppets was a very nice uh, 
Very nice moment. Well, I loved it. And for the record, Brian, I mm-hmm. typed out, I, I transcribed and typed out the entire <laughs> Tadpooly feud introduction, word for word, Chuck just oh, can't yeah. read. So, you know, that's, that's that. Like, I do. I did like the point that she had to coach uh, Chuck on uh, show me. <laughs> Love I know. Show, show I was me. like, Get dude, on light. <laughs> say show me. I'm, I was like waiting for that. I'm like waiting for, you know, now that part yes. of it, I, everything yes. after the point where we called up Claire yeah. is completely unscripted because it is. You okay. can't, I figured. Yeah. Well, Cause you've got Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, how, you can't script Claire. Good right, luck. Right. right. Um, plus, you know, it was a game. So we had to kind of riff off of, uh, you know, the answers and stuff. But um, yeah, like all of that was unscripted. So I I realized later I should have put in there like after each answer, say, you know, show me or survey says or whatever. But no, I didn't do that. And so that was awkward, but it was still funny. So yeah, heard from a couple of people, <laughs> a couple of people that were there way back in the like the cheap seats in the rear, and uh, they had a hard time live seeing us. They could hear us great, but they couldn't see us mm-hmm. very well um, because we were low. We weren't on the stage; yeah. we were down low. Yeah. And um, I got like two, three emails last night saying, "Hey, I'm really glad these were people that were there. They're like really glad you posted mm-hmm. this video because we really couldn't see it. So now this is yeah. yeah. That's the only problem I had with the sand dollar is that their stage is so. Short and they've got the uh, the acoustic um, the uh, what do they call that the 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 panels around the drum that keep the sound from the drum from bleeding into the other microphones the vocal mics and and that sort of thing right that takes up so much room there would be no room unless Scott and I just stood on the stage but then there'd be no room for you know for uh, any of the guests so next year um, we just got to make sure that the tallest people get the booths in the back and the short people get the tables in the front <laughs> yep. right, right. I said, jokingly said we're gonna line everybody up by height and then we're gonna let them into the uh <laughs> let them into the sand dollar to get their seats i love it so like zoe gets to sit in the front and- <laughs> zoe claire exactly yeah. yes yes that's amazing I can, i'm not gonna name all of our uh <laughs> but you know we've got we've got people like um uh oh my gosh my my one of my uh competitors in the uh Arcade thing. This is where I start forgetting people's names. Mm. Um, I played Same. against her, but her husband is really tall. She's not as tall, and so how would we do? We split them up. How yeah. do we do this? What do we uh, What do we do? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, anyway. the answer is we have KT data, film it. That's and, right. That's the solution. Uh, yes. Yeah. And which, by the way, oh, my, many props to him. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. So. So cool. And yep. like that, I like, I, I shed a little tear when his little, his little Chiron went across the screen. When I said the thing about <laughs> like, do you think any of these people yes. on, on Fremont think we're like actual famous people? Because we've got like this entourage of cameras <laughs> following us. And then KT data put you're famous to me, Amy. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, that's adorable. His little additions, both he and Hammond, their little additions to the TM, the Taskville stuff were just great. His like when, when you, guessed randomly guessed luxor spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the video but randomly guessed luxor in the right place and hammond gave this look and uh kt data sent me the screen grab of that and i said you know what you had to do was put in the um metal gear solid sound 
to, yeah. to go along with it. And that cracked me up so bad. Like he did it. it was it, he, he did such a great job with all that stuff. Because there was Both that of moment of like, wait, did she just accidentally get one of those right? She accidentally, randomly, out of you know however many casinos uh, that existed in '93 that still exist, she still got one that was in the right place. Yeah, that was like your that was like your version of Vegas itself. Like the house rules right. say yeah. that you should have not gotten any of those, but you did. Nice job. Right. Yep. Exactly. I know. I was I was excited about that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah. And also like if Bill is listening, I hope I didn't freak you out too much. So you guys know you've met me. I tend to be I manage usually to keep my cool around mm-hmm. people I admire sure. and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Man, Bill Duran showed up and I just fangirled all over him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Because I, I love I love making things. I love his videos. I subscribe to Adam Savage's channel. Just I just love being inspired to make stuff. And yeah. so and that's what Bill does. And, and it's so, clear with your your puppets yeah. and your bowls and your cups and uh, your yeah, whatnot. Fantastic. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, uh, yeah. awesome. Well, it's good to it's great to uh, have, that you were there. So thank you for being part yes. of that. And Chuck too. Super fun. Yeah. No, no, no schmearing on Chuck. Chuck's quite the, the dude. We like Chuck a lot. <laughs> That's right. All I will the say, Chuck liver. I, as, uh, yeah. You know, as people frequently say these days, I will chopped s- liver. He's not chopped liver. No, when I will say well, this he, he about wrote Chuck. on his name tag, Amy's person. Oh my Lord. <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. I will say this though. When Chuck's out walking around and is in the sunlight and he's maybe wearing a hat, I swore he was Scott Fletcher every time I saw him. It's really weird. <laughs> there was, yeah. 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 I think I one time poked him, said Scott, and he went, turned around, I'm like, oh shit, it's Chuck. So that happens. <laughs> oh shit, it's Chuck. <laughs> oh shit, it's Chuck is a good title. Somebody get that in there. Uh all right, Amy, what do you got right. this week for uh the readings? Let's let's get this going today. Yeah. Today we have oh, this is so awesome. I'm so excited to to share this with you guys. So I'm going to attempt to share my screen here. Oh, okay. See if I can do this because cool. today we have uh we have we have an illustrated novel and uh mm. and it's fantastic can you guys oh, see yeah yeah i totally see it cool. i'm gonna pull it up cool, for cool. everyone else right. to see all right got it nailed it cool all little, right it's a and little then, so small I will be but reading uh, along is it is it as big as that will be i can because i can crop it or something i don't know if that's uh anything well you know what i'll just will blow the, it up will the panels go wider than that is what yeah is, is, yeah in other um, words uh because then scott Mine, can crop it just to that yeah i don't think they will i'm trying to zoom in here because it's on i yeah no the bigger no, I try what i mean is what i mean is when gets. you go to page uh 12 will the will there be panels that are wider oh, or can scott oh, crop to no. that Okay. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that looks yeah i can that totally do that all right so yeah. i'll i will do that while you're while you're talking so yeah continue on Cool, cool. All right. Plans were stenciled. A safe house for kids, strong against foes. A high hall built hard, binding oak and aspen, bridging tree and thyme. The ladders were delicate, booger bedecked, dotted with dead bugs, so no bedtime bearing adult could bend the treehouse boards. Treeheart was the hall's name, Skyborn Stronghold, Helmet of Kids, Rogers Thane's gathered throneside, thirsty for adventure, freeing frisbees lost beyond the fence shields of fun haters, wielding water balloons by slingshot, scattering teenage smooch fests. Songs of those battles were sung well beyond bedtime, by night when 
butts bent benches. Roger broke bars of chocolate, doling dolls, gum, games containing content not intended for kids. Roger, hall crafter, fence climber, bar breaker. That was a good king. But Treehearts' triumphs turned many a tormented eye. Safety inspectors scowled, saying, Structurally unsound, what slugs! And privacy-starved teens passed by, pining over the Aspen Palace. But one age-withered Nightwalker nursed more wickedness than all others. He would stride the starless dark, staring over the hedge, stirring his temper, harrowing his hearing, hating the gum-smacking, the blowing of bubbles, the butt-jokes and belching laughter, the bursting of bang-snaps, the vast-volumed video games of no educational value whatsoever. Oh, how he listened by night, loathing Treehearts' fun lovers. Mr. Grindle, he was called, for his father was Mr. Grindle and his mother was Mrs. Grindle, and that is how names work. From Grindle's family grew all the fun grinders, the grim-faced joy gobblers, the homework hurlers, hailing problem storms, the kid bulliers, cruel to kindergartners, cowards when shields clash, the rule barons like rhombuses, rigid but bent, the fun confiscators, finders of nothing, keeping all, the shushers, scolders, grounders, scraping of screen time, the grade givers, unclad but grinning, red in pen and eye, the fiends who fib with food, feasting on celery, fouled with cottage cheese, cheese boats, they style these arcs of sorrow, what snakes, but Grindle outgrimmed all. Grindle, gloom's guardian, teacher of grief, born mustache-mouthed, tie-bound, barren of boredom, yearning for plain yogurt, yolkless eggs for every breakfast, binge-watching cable news, brows burdened, eyes empty. Those who felt Grindle's finger grew old, fog-eyed and furrow-faced. Kitties became cats, Piglets, pigs, calves, cows, elastic waistbands withered from undies like time-worn parchment, eyes paled and lips parted, pouring forth unsought political opinions. He would move about by the hall, morning and moonlight, because strictly speaking, Treehart illegally overhung his property. But never had his kid hate been kindled so keenly as one autumn evening everlasting in the annals of evil. Oh my. Wow. <laughs> this artwork's awesome. Who's the artist? Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. Right. Isn't it good? So this is B wolf, um, which is kind of by the title. You could tell it is a retelling of the story of Beowulf. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, it's, it's a, a smidgen of Beowulf. If they were to do this, it, like all of Beowulf, it would take like 800 pages, but um, yeah, this is like a, a small portion of some of Beowulf and it's fantastic. Um, the author, as you can see, his name is Wienersmith. Mm -hmm. um yep yep that's great so, 
Love there it. Get it out go. now. Go ahead. Let's yep. get it out yep. now. Love it. Right. Love it. Exactly. Go ahead. Bring on. Bring on the titles. Um, <laughs> Zach. Oh, this is Zach. I know name. Zach. He's like a friend. He does a comic called. Um, Oh shit! I don't remember the name of the comic strip. That's where he got started. I know Zach Wienersmith. Oh, he's really? awesome. Yeah, he's oh, wow. a totally cool dude. Uh, we've, yeah. Anyway, that's I can't yeah. believe that it took me that long to figure that out. But that is totally Zach. Anyway, well, that's awesome. And the art is by Boulet, apparently. So yeah, and yeah. I mean, as you can see, the art in this is fantastic. And it's so good. I I devour. It's a. It's obviously it's a kids book. Um, but I mean, it's a little bit. It's kind of like uh the. Uh, which what what Neil? It feels like the Fortunately, the like, milk. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It feels like a, a graphic novel of the kids from the Sandlot, except instead of a baseball field, they have a <laughs> tree. They have house. a tree house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, yeah. that's exactly it. And uh, you know, like I say, it's the retelling of Beowulf, and uh, the, you know, Gr- Grindle is uh, instead of eating people's heads, he turns them into adults, and uh, yeah, and so it's. It's great. It's it is joyful. It is it's everything you want in a in a kids book. Um, they make fun of teenagers, you know, for for you know having hair in weird places and stuff like that. And you know, there's you know piles of bubble gum and uh, you know what I can't remember like fiberless fare and stuff like that. And right. the the verbiage is beautiful and oh, and poetic it's so alliterative you know? in places like so yeah. poetic yeah mm-hmm. right and he he uses um oh wait i'll show you guys this at the very end there's like an appendix where he talks about you can see here he talks about kind of the history of beowulf and how old english oh, is wow. nothing actually like english um and uh yeah and like where's the part i'm looking for it here um yeah here's where he like he goes through like explaining like what a what a throng is and and you know all, like how a this ae symbol in old english and all this kind of stuff so i don't know i just think it's really really cool mm-hmm. the way he wrote this oh and then he talks about um he talks about the concept of kenning which is essentially like sort of making a, a little bit of a word riddle so you know instead of a sea you would have like a whale road or you know mm. like a, a you know a uh, where where is it he had a bunch of good ones in here yeah like a storm of swords would be a battle and sea wood is a boat and mm. things like that's that cool yeah um so and i like i i was like oh cool that's a, a, a kenning is the word for that i was like this is really neat in addition to having lots of fun reading this i learned a thing that's cool um you know and her you know his daughter was coming up with some when he told her about and she called herself the joke teller and her little brother was the diaper stinker you know which i think is hilarious <laughs> that sounds right sure so sure that's so yeah start calling phoebe the diaper stinker yep exactly. i can do it yeah. uh real quick here um because i was dumb and couldn't remember it his comic is called saturday morning breakfast cereal or smbc that's uh, oh yeah. That. yeah i remember that yeah he's he's great he even had a podcast for a while with his wife called the weekly wiener smith but i don't think they're doing it now <laughs> i can't remember anyway he's cool huh. he's a real cool dude and i did not know about this book i don't know how i didn't know this so this is very cool well, uh, I have to out. give credit where it's due. Our friend uh, Jeff B from uh, from my one of my friends from Real Steps actually recommended this to me, and 
yeah, I immediately ran out and got a copy. Uh, well, you know, a Kindle copy, obviously. And, uh, but intentionally so that I could share a little bit of it with y'all and, sure. uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it's, uh, it's really fun. I love the idea of taking these classic sort of juggernautish works of literature that are long held by English teachers and professors as like the magnum opus, you know, this, this mountain of literary giant that you have to, you have to climb. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And taking it and turning it into a kid's story like that, that, you know, like the idea that maybe the Odyssey is a kid in the bathtub playing with toys and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I I love I love concepts like that. I love it when people make things like this. So uh, I, I I greatly enjoyed this. Plus, it doesn't hurt that, you know, he turns uh, Beowulf into Beowulf yeah, and yeah. girl, yeah. you know, which is awesome. This is the most Zach Wienersmith stuff ever. This is like his whole vibe. If you follow him on Twitter... It's almost a hundred percent like super philosophical questions, really, about yeah. life and things, and what does this word really mean when we use it every day? And like he's all his brain works the way this book is written. It sounds like so very. Cool. I love that. Well, yeah, everybody go out get it. Even if you don't have kids, like the kid in you will enjoy this. You know, so nice. I mean, I don't. I am at a point where you know all I have are are teenagers. So in fact, I'm about you know three months away from. Sending my kid off to college. Yeah. So oh my, my gosh. My you oldest. Are, you're that's a big that's a huge new step in your life. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It's uh, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But yeah. I'm excited for him. You know, I'm excited for him to go and choose his own adventure, as it were. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So. Uh. Well. Very cool. <laughs> go check it out again. It's B Wolf B E A. Uh. Wiener Smith and Boulet. The art is amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, and do that today. It's everywhere you get books. Uh, Amy, anything else you'd like to mention before we go? No. Um, well, we are planning another Southeast meetup again. It'll be sometime in the fall. We haven't quite, we thought we had nailed down a date and then it turns out as I, the aforementioned kid who got into Vanderbilt has to be moved into a dorm that the weekend that we picked. So how inconsiderate of them not to think about me. (laughs) How very rude. Yeah, I know. Right. So anyway, we're going to nail down a a different date, but stay tuned for that. And everybody, you know, whether you're in the Southeast or not, if you want to, if you want to travel a long way, come hang out with us, come do it. Sounds good to me. It's uh, Amy and she's red fraggle fraggle. (laughs) I almost said that wrong. Red fraggle free (laughs) wherever you find her. Amy, have a great week. We'll see you next time. You too. Bye bye. 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 Oh, man. I almost said something terrible there. Um, All right. We are uh, to the phase of doing a little bit of news here on the show. Sure. And so, Brian, let's do that with some some panache here. And dance by the light of the moon. It's time for the news brought to you by. Part five of Frog Pants Plays Resident Evil 4 Remake Shit Potatoes with Scott and John is up and out on the YouTube channel. Check it out at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. Yeah, go watch. It was fun. Uh, Playing with John's a hoot, as usual. And uh, I'm scared of everything and he knows everything. (laughs) I love that he's so calm too. Like, oh yeah, you're not going to want to go in there. Oh, that's that's a pretty scary thing. You're like, ah! 
Yeah, no, he doesn't get scared at anything. His first time through these games, if something is like a jump scare, he might go, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Not me. Oh I lose my mind. So he knows all this stuff because he's played through this game five times now. He loves this game. Yeah. Oh, that really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he just knows it that no, well. No, he Holy is God. dedicated. Okay. And so when I walk into a new place that I've never seen, mm-hmm. he knows exactly what I'm walking into, and he just doesn't warn me. He's just like, oh, yeah, go over there, and I'll walk over there. <laughs> It just directs you right. Yeah, in. and then some Pat nightmare major. happens. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Of but course, it's really course. fun to watch. So go check it out. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Scott Johnson. That's cool. And his wrestling stuff. Uh, I didn't see the results of my match against Garrett Weinzerpel, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. Core. Have to, have to so go the, back and look. The, the core group, Amiibo and John's. I don't know why this is. People are going to cry foul here, but we keep winning. And Do I you? Think, yeah. Hmm, uh, no, interesting. I think it's a little weird myself, but for some reason, yes, our, our threesome won last night. Yeah, I, I really want to make it like a big viewing spectacle. I want it to be a big thing all the time. Yeah. Um, and you need to, you guys need to see Brian's like walking out oh on stage God, business. My blue tuxedo uh, hat. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. just like you need to do that in real life now, just to. <laughs> I just need to go back to that that uh, place that I rented that blue tux and just buy it, just buy it outright. Because oh I, right, yeah. I feel like I need it. Yeah, I keep thinking you owned that, but no, you rented. No, that. I wish I did. I really do. And yeah. I'm, who knows if they still have it and it's purchasable? But uh, I imagine somewhere I can find a uh, powder blue tuxedo. Yeah, they got to exist in some form. Sure. Uh, speaking of things that exist in some form, here we have one of these today. Utah Connection! Yeah. One, oh. one that's a little... <laughs> this one really got... This one got a ton of coverage um, for obvious reasons, but... I'm sure locally, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a real moment for us. Uh, Pornhub <laughs> in the news with Utah. Pornhub has blocked all Utah uh, Utahns, all of the state, unless you use a VPN, from its site. Mm-hmm. Uh, VPN oh, no. is, yeah, VPN here now stands for Virtual Porn uh, Network, right. I guess. Visit expressvpn.com slash Coverville to get ExpressVPN for three months free. Yeah, that's pretty good. Get that deal. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know if, it's, if they still have it up, but it might still be up. I it can't might remember. be. <laughs> um, well, in response to a new law that requires porn sites to verify users' ages, Pornhub has completely disabled its websites for anyone coming from IPs in the Utah, the state of Utah, anywhere within its, mm-hmm. in this state. Uh, as of today, this was a couple days ago, anyone accessing it from a, a Utah-based IP will not see it. Instead, they get a video from Cherry DeVille, adult performer and member of the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, explaining they won't be able to visit the site. Here's what she says in a quote. As you may know. I don't know why I'm doing it that way. Because <laughs> that's probably the voice that she uses. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I guess we could play it. You could pull it up. Yeah, yeah. you oh know my what? God. Scott's going to pull up Pornhub right now live on TMS. Yeah, I don't even know how to... There we go. Okay. I would do it in a incognito window or something. Just yeah. Well, I could always blame it on the news, but that's true. You like you get the most. Nick. This is the most boring. Su- <laughs> blame Nick. <laughs> um, I'll show this. Oh, why are you there? That's weird. There we go. Um, <laughs> not on the site. <laughs> Brian's not on Pornhub. That's not what I meant. His face was there for some reason uh, from my <laughs> video. But anyway, here she is. Uh, this is the. This is what you're greeted with if you try to connect from Utah. Some of you don't okay. lie. You've seen this already. Some of you. You know you have. Anyway, yeah, sure. uh, here's what she says in this in this video. Hi, I'm Sharita Bell. As you may know, your elected officials have required us to verify your age before granting you access to our website. 
While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. In addition, mandating age verification without proper enforcement gives platforms the opportunity to choose whether or not to comply. As we've seen in other states, this just drives traffic to sites with far fewer safety measures in place. Very few sites are able to compare to the robust trust and safety measures we currently have in place. Robust. In order to protect uh -huh. children and user privacy, any legislation must be enforced against all platforms offering adult content. It goes on like that. Now, at the bottom of this thing, uh, there is a, if you're a model or a content partner and you live in Utah, you can still log in and do your thing. Oh, that's cool. So you can still create your porn. Yeah, you can make your porn. You can create the porn. You just can't watch the porn. And that's really the point of the porn. <laughs> the porn. You're good at creating the porn. Yeah. It's uh, it's been controversial, uh, Governor Cox, um, which I think no, is you think the, you'd be in favor. It's the most perfect irony of all time, Brian, that our governor's name is Spencer Cox, <laughs> who, which sounds like a porn performer, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Like these it guys' does, names yeah. are like Spencer, starring Spencer, Spencer Cox, Cox. Uh, and, and he, Christy Canyon. <laughs> exactly, it's the only only porn name I remember from the eighties. <laughs> So yeah, he's uh, he's made they got they passed this through and it's got major holes in it. It doesn't work right. That's I'm not <laughs> no, trying. I mean, I'm it, not trying to make. So it basically, right. it's like what scan scan your driver's license and upload it, yeah. or really scan a driver's license because really, who you know, like all you need is a picture of a driver's license. It doesn't have to be yours. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't actually help anybody. It's a specific card. I mean, talk about okay. government overreach. I mean, look, I'm all for. I am 100% for uh, figuring out ways to protect kids. Sure. Making in sure kids don't see this stuff. Exactly. And you know what? For all their, for whatever you want to say about Pornhub or whatever, they at least, I don't know if they really do walk the walk because I don't go there, but if they, but they at least talk the talk about, <laughs> like they have stuff in place, is my understanding. They also do a lot of like sex positive advocacy and like, yeah, I mean, that they, sort of they thing. Uh, did the whole thing with um, the pandas, like sending pandas, uh, panda porn videos to get them in the mood so that they'd <laughs> procreate in the zoos. Exactly. So there's Remember a lot that? of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff going on. I don't know either way, but I do know this. Trying to mandate a card yeah. that yeah. everyone 18 or older has to have for this stuff, I just think is major government overreach uh, in a yeah. pretty pretty mar you know pretty gnarly way so i don't know i would like to see what what i hope happens Listen, yeah go I'll, ahead. I'll confess i go there but i only go there for the articles yeah it's just the articles right there's just some good the writing yeah. amazing the uh, interviews the interviews are great oh yeah that's incredible <laughs> anyway see, that's a that's a joke that probably only people of a certain age will get because it's like that was the the whole thing with Playboy. When there was a there was a magazine called Playboy, you see, mm. and uh, we are entering an people, era where people are going to forget that the when you say I read it for the articles is no longer going to work. Right? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, don't take that from us. We like that one. I know it's such a fun joke. Yeah. Well, anyway, good luck, Governor Cox, and everyone involved. <laughs> uh, also, this is an important uh, moment for all of us, given this thing right here. I don't like bees. This is a very important. Mm. Okay. A crash has unleashed a semi-truck. Uh, crashing has unleashed one million bees 
One million bees. Bees, bees, millions of bees, right? A um, supervillain thing. Exactly. It does to me as well. In fact, this clip is even more important. Bees, millions of bees. Literally, millions of bees. Millions of bees. A million bees. That's right. The semi-truck hauling beehives crashed early Tuesday, releasing a swarm of bees into the unsuspecting morning commuters. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. The Florida, unsuspecting. Uh, yeah, unsuspecting. The Florida Highway Patrol uh, told NBC that the truck was hauling beehives, which were home, or sorry, which were home to around one million bees. Uh, this happened in Jacksonville. No one was hurt in the crash, uh, but some That's of good. the hives were damaged, leaving a swarm of confused bees gathering around the truck. Beekeepers loaded the intact hives uh, onto another truck before the road reopened around 7 a.m. The damaged hives were hauled away with the semi. So nothing serious happened. That's but, good. That's good. My gosh, how close do you got to come to the sun to realize what you've done? That's too many bees. <laughs> Way too many bees. They really should divide those into several different semis. Yeah, more separate your one bee per semi yeah. is my rule. <laughs> just so, just in case there's a crash, you want a million, a million bees unleashed. You yes. just have, you know, maybe a hundred thousand bees unleashed or fifty thousand bees. I don't know. Because we've seen movies on FilmSack that made me really question our need to be around bees. I know bees are important to the ecosystem. All that stuff's oh, yeah. important. No yeah. question. But I don't want to be around them. Okay? I don't like the well, bees. Listen, if you you don't like bees, as long as you're good, as long as you're cool with bees, bees will be cool with you. It's yeah. hornets and yellow jackets that can go eat a dick because yeah. Yeah. Uh, eat a dick, Pam, to uh, hornets and yellow jackets <laughs> because they will sting you for no reason whatsoever. They yeah. are the geese of the insect world. They suck. All right? They yes, suck. Exactly. exactly. Uh, all right. Speaking of sucking, we're going to suck on some good information coming up here after this uh, break. Uh, <laughs> are we now? My, okay. we, we sure are. My sister Wendy's returning. Uh, she also was in Vegas with us. It was great having her there. Yeah. So good to see her. Yeah. It's fun watching her in that video. I can tell she's just like, I could <laughs> be like, wrong. Well, but, Brian, you know. what are you making me do? Right. Yeah, there's this, this feeling of like, what are, why am I here again? What are these nerds doing? But she loved it. Even though I have that feeling, she absolutely loves hanging around you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk to her and uh, have an interesting uh, uh, back and forth today. So stick around for that. But we need a song, and Brian brought it. So tell me what it is, I guess. That's right. We're going to go to Brighton in the UK, lovely beachside town, home of the Helter Skelter and uh, a delicious uh, twisty peppermint thing called Brighton Rock, if I remember correctly. Uh, Brighton in the UK. Band uh, Tiger Cub, a trio, rock and roll trio out there, have a, an orth- a forthcoming album coming out in June called The Perfume of Decay. Uh, this album is set for release on June 2nd via Loose Groove Records. This is the first single from it. Here is a song called Swoon. The band is Tiger Cub. There's a light in the dark And I can't turn it on And the fire of the wind What's the truth in the skin? There's a wind coming on And I can't see the shore Figure out 
The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. Today's episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you with limited commercial interruption by the letters F and U.com. Nicely done, Scott Fletcher. Yeah. Always enjoy that one. Hey, Brian, I would really like to write down the name of that band again. What All right, get that? your pencil. Okay. I'm going to give you three pieces of information. First, you're going to write down Swoon. That's the name of the song. Then Got you're going to write down Tiger Cub, all one word. That's the name of the band. And then you're going to write down The Perfume of Decay, which is the album that this comes out on on June 2nd, so that you can pre-order that and have it ready for your little ears when the album comes out. I do have actually kind of small ears, but I've learned as I've gotten older, the reason they're small is because my head is so effing big. Yeah, I was going to say, your your ears are normal size. Yeah. It's in it's in just proportion to your head. Is yeah. The... yeah, it's annoying as hell, if I'm honest about it. Oh, um, you know, seeing you in person, your head really isn't as big as you. As does it, does it, okay, that's a great, I, I yeah. actually wanted to ask you and maybe others yeah. that were there. Do you, when you see me, do you go, oh, the proportions of this head are just, no, okay. no, not at all, not all right. at all. All right. That makes me happy to hear that. It looks like you did uh, trim your beard and do a little shaving on the sides. You cleaned up. It was a little much. I I started to feel like Santa Claus's stupid uncle or something. I didn't like it. Uh, So I let let some of that go. Uh, I still have the the weird faux hawk thing going, but my hat's on right now. Yeah, yeah. it was a bit much. Hats off to your faux hawk. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) 
Uh, let's get into this with uh, that person who almost said a word. Wendy. I mean, uh, uh, random. Not a chance. Oh, look who it is. It's my sister, that person. <laughs> it's my sister, Wendy, who uh, hails from Minnesota these days and is here from the Twin Cities to dis- discuss all kinds of important stuff. She's an actual therapist and helps people with their real problems all the time, as many of you in Las Vegas know. Uh, Wendy, mm-hmm. welcome back to the show. By the way, before we do anything else, I really enjoyed your uh, your your psychological version of a timeshare um, pitch meeting. <laughs> That's sort of how it felt. Well, the real steps live. Yeah, yeah the real steps live. Yeah. No, it, I mean obviously yeah. it's not that same thing, but it was kind of fun to like watch you be in like kind of that mode and i've never seen yeah, it before it is not yeah. natural i don't love it at all i think you're oh, really it. doing that live not a yeah oh i don't mind live but it's like saying you should join us feel is so oh, ah, see this is a johnson thing DNA. we are bad self-promoters we are bad yeah. at it yeah i'm bad at it you're bad at anything like i didn't even know it was happening so i i didn't make it that's that was my problem brian you would have immediately signed up <laughs> you know what's great brian is you if that was true you were you would have been sleeping about 15 feet from where we all were yeah we oh i really was i, I, I would have been able bed. to sleep because i gave you guys my my lawn chairs or my uh <laughs> oh that's right my, that's right you did that's show up with some furniture which was very nice i did i brought i brought furniture over yes that was nice yeah I, that was fun to see everybody and do just a little fun thing i, yeah. I thought it was great uh to yeah, it was hotter than a monkey's what, Scott? Testicle. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come, come to me wow. for all your it's hotter. Yeah. yeah, for all no, your hotter than you. whatever needs. I'm here for you for that. Whatever you need. <laughs> and uh, thank you for yeah. being such a good sport with the whole Taskville. You know, uh, putting you through being blindfolded and playing with Play-Doh and and that sort of Fun. thing. I hope, hope your fingers still smell like Play-Doh because mm-hmm. I haven't do. washed my hands since Vegas because yeah. of that. Yeah, I never washed. I came home. Vegas. I had a couple extra packets left. Um, uh-huh. that Amy gave me and I my kids were like I want more and also I brought home illegal English kinder eggs my kids Ooh. almost died oh. they did not they, did they almost choke on the giant yellow plastic container <laughs> and uh, we had a like they just had this fun discussion like I don't understand why this is a danger yeah. to kids yeah. I know. Yeah. but you know guns are fine yeah. um, guns are anyway. great yeah let's keep yeah, those out but keep those guns in anyway yeah so but, really but and, uh, here's the other thing I want to say about you We, I had I don't know 14, 15 people tell me in separate ways while I was there, afterward, emails, other stuff, private Discord DMs, that they were starstruck by you and it was the only time they felt nervous was hanging around you. Isn't that funny? Aww. Isn't that Aww. funny? You know what that means? That means you're an authority figure in their eyes. Ooh, That's right. right. I'm telling everyone what to do today. Yep. I really am. So. Yeah. Everyone yeah, she's about know. to put us, she's putting the, 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 <laughs> the hard work to us today. Is That's my so cute. I had so many of the sweetest conversations. People are so, so stinking nice. And that's actually the theme of what we're going to talk about today. Oh. But I, it was just okay. lovely. And it was so fun to see everyone. One a couple of my favorites were like, hey, I emailed you 10 years ago and you talked about it on the show and here's the outcome. And it was just like, wah, that was amazing. It's just so delightful. Yeah, That's cool. That was great. Yeah, I, I can, so I can say. What a great impact you make on, on the, uh, the oh, community so here. Nice. Oh, it's massive. It's, so nice. it's massive. Uh, and also, and it's so I just fun. I just like being around my sisters because I don't see you guys very often. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was nice. And without all of our people, right? It's just us. Yeah, like, just us. Yeah. It's yeah. not like John's, John's not annoying us. Uh, you know, Matt <laughs> didn't fart at dinner or whatever. We're just kind of there. <laughs> 
anyway, that's great. Not that the math thing's a problem. So thanks but. for the invite, and even next year, maybe you could let me know in enough time to buy tickets. Yeah, again. I'll, I'll let you know way in advance. Next and time. I said, Adam, you're coming with me. And he goes, Listen, I do not want to break the illusion that you're just a voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he he could hang but out and he's gamble nerdy. or something. He could hang. I promise. He, you'd all say, Oh, maybe Adam should be on the show, not Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He's a really great. He's very fun conversation. That guy. So people would be surprised. You'll basically take over, and Brian and I will retire. You guys. Take I the know. Show. He could yeah. just be playing yeah. board games. He'd love that. So yeah. maybe next year we'll bring the uh, significant other. Maybe. That'd be great. There we go. Uh, tell us what you've got planned today. I have a, a photo you said. Yeah. I have speaking to of show. significant other. Oh, you know what? Before will. before you do that, I got an email I want to read you. I totally forgot about oh, this. Oh yeah, sure. This is not about our topic today. It's just something I wanted to share. Um, dear Scott, Brian, uh, this is Bree from Washington State here. To hearken back to Wendy's segment about cognitive dissonance, I think I have a perfect example to which we can all relate. We buy anything and everything on Amazon and would hate to live without it, despite knowing and recognizing that Jeffrey Bezos is an absolute bag of D-I-C-K-S. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show, though. Yeah, that's a, sure. that's a good point, right? Like a fair comparison. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. We're all mm-hmm. mad at millionaire or billionaires, but we use their stuff. I mean, kind of can't help yeah. it because. Yeah. yeah, totally. That is a good example. I think there's also a really obvious um, moment sometimes in conversations where you will. Uh, uh, here's a good Midwestern one. I think a lot of people do. I did this my whole life growing up too, but it's definitely a Midwest thing is to someone says, oh, I like your shoes or, oh, you got a new car. You have to tell them that you had it, got it on sale some mm-hmm. version of like, mm-hmm. right. don't you dare think I have any money here. Um, yeah, I have to tell you about the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's oh, a bit so of cognitive true. dissonance there. Like, oh, a person with really nice new shoes, that's not me. I am a person who got a coupon and got lucky. You know, some self-identifying things can really show up in small ways all the way to like big, you know, bigger picture things. Like I think the Amazon one is probably across the board or like, recyclable mm-hmm. stuff sometimes you're like oh but i forgot my bottle so shoot i'm gonna take yeah. this water bottle. you know like you whatever you kind of care about or feel like is c- consistent with you you're just gonna make an excuse and do it anyway yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah that's, sometimes, pe- that's people you know? that's people i know i've done that's it before people. i've definitely done that before mm-hmm. yeah uh well all right then let's uh let's dive in now you got this photo what am i doing with this thing okay so this speaking of uh, where are you putting it can i'm gonna put it? it in both discord so brian and you can see it and i'm gonna also put Good. it on the chat yeah, for the you. chat room okay so. so in case you wondered what the back of my husband's head looks like that's it the oh there's adam's right? curly i didn't oh. know that was adam's curly yeah. head that's great yeah uh i use portrait <laughs> mode it's pretty yeah. cool uh and what you can't see behind him in front of him i'm sorry on this stage is uh, are you guys aware of um, First Avenue? It's, you know, kind of a famous music First um, concert venue here. In, I haven't. Know. Oh, they, do, they used to do um, the Lake Wobegon crap from there. I've heard, at least I think they did maybe a couple. Oh, maybe they, they broadcast that a couple of times. Uh, it's Prince famously did one of his concerts there in the early days. And like, you know, a lot, everyone tr- where they stop is that place. Anyway, so that's where we are. It's a really fun location. And the band was Feist. Mm. Oh, Brian likes Feist. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. like Feist. Yeah. yeah, talked about that. It was before. awesome. Here's what I was dying over the whole time. She is my age, and yeah. she acted like she was twenty. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> she was killing me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was really fun. But I'm going to tell you something. She did. So if you have tickets to Feist, 
this is a trigger, not it's, trigger it's warning. A spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler alert. That's the yeah. right word. Spoiler alert. So turn if this If you off. don't have tickets to Feist, then it's a trigger warning. Yeah. Then it also is a trigger warning. <laughs> if you couldn't get tickets to Feist. Yeah, yeah if you couldn't get it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it, so this was just her, her second stop. And so uh, it was really cute. Anyway, so I really, I like her music. I think it's great. I think she's got to be weird. And that is a, this is me not thinking too hard about this, but her voice is so like Celtic angelic freaky to me sometimes mm-hmm. that I'm like, she must be weird. Okay. Is that, is that, I don't know if anyone else does that. I've done that. Like when you hear, you hear like, like St. Bjork. Vincent does that for me. Like yes, I hear St. Vincent, is. I think yeah. she's got to be weird. Yeah. 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 Every time I've I hear Bjork. Her concert, or, she's, she is weird. Oh, you've <laughs> seen Bjork actually, in concert? I've met her actually. <laughs> is she real nice? She's super nice. We, uh, Tina and I got to uh, interview Tim DeLotter of the uh, Polyphonic Spree, and she was one of the members of the Polyphonic Spree when oh. we did that. And uh, um, and then she went off solo and, and did, uh, became St. Vincent. Annie Clark is her yes. Uh, real yes. name. Yes, so yeah. we saw her at the Armory, which is another oh, cool. fun venue. That is like literally where they kept all the arms uh, in the early days. <laughs> the armory. The armory. armory. Anyway, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's great, sure. and she definitely vibes as like, wow, she's probably we're very weird. And I don't mean weird in like more like this is gonna be a interesting creative person that yeah. you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So we go to the concert. Um, I have no real sense of her at all. And How about that experience this of finally- was so. What? Sarah's gonna have her. You can hear her. Hold on. A second. Getting up in front of oh. a, of an. Would love you hear she's songs talking. for the pleased myself by playing the entire album beginning to end sort of oh she just sounds like a normal lady when she's not oh, saying she's super normal. That feist? that's feist that's feist, right? that's yeah. feist? okay yeah. okay so feist. let me tell you how she starts the show and yeah. I'll, I'll get to what my point is here okay. okay so she all of a sudden there's this big white screen over the stage so you can't see the stage and there is a one mic and an amp in the very center of the floor where everyone is so it's a surrounded space and we were like, whoa, she's like really unplugging here. <laughs> like this is going to be, you know, a different kind of show. So she suddenly that white screen c- clicks on and you can see um, just shoes. And it's her walking around backstage. Oh, weird. Okay. And so we're all screaming like we're very excited to see a person, <laughs> you know. Anyways, clever little use of whatever. And all of a sudden she walks past us whoa. and she's filming her feet as she's oh. walking up oh, to wow. the thing. That was so cool. And then she got up there and she messed with the camera for a while. And she came across as the most normal, really funny, down to earth, like, and not afraid of all these people near her. She'd stop and like take photos of people's tattoos or their cool earrings and like, like mingling amongst us totally mm-hmm. was just, she was just so great. Right. Does yeah. sings is wonderful. And then the, she does this trick and here's, here's where we're going. Okay. <laughs> she, um, says, hey, does anyone in the audience want to just do this while I'm performing? They can just walk around and film whatever they want. <laughs> no way. Oh, and wow. you're like, no, don't just let anyone. <laughs> I was nervous about this. Anyway, so some guys are like, what's your name? He's like, Colton. Okay. And so this guy gets the thing. And at first, it's making me sick because he's moving too fast, you know? Yeah. He got better as time went on. And he just went around. <laughs> he went upstairs in the balcony and did some funny, cool things with the camera. And then says, she's like, why didn't somebody show a picture of your lake house? You know, we're in the lake, lake country. And someone pulled up on their phone, some hilarious old drawing of an old lake house and showed it on their phone. And we're laughing. Like, so she's really interactive while singing and playing. And I mean, it was so fun and entertaining. And then he keeps filming and then he gets to like some coats and stuff. 
and he, he he's showing himself pulling back the coat and inside is like a notebook. Okay. And he takes the notebook out and he starts flipping through it a little bit. You can't really mm-hmm. quite read it. Mm-hmm. And then he like goes and takes it to her and says, this is someone's journal. So she goes on this riff of like, this is somebody's journal. She's like, okay, in the age of consent, I'm going to call the number. There's a number in the front. I'm going to call it. Please answer and let me know if I can read from your journal. It's and weird because it feels, it feels staged, uh, you know, like how do you know there was a journal there and all that uh-huh, stuff? Totally, yeah, but I'll totally. keep but going. Yeah. They did it in subtle enough ways that you weren't quite sure. Sure, yeah. And then at one point she says this. She goes, okay, guys, I, I'm really bad at this and I'm just going to tell you, like, you know this is not a real journal, right? <laughs> like she just broke it. She oh, like wow. couldn't keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, because – you were thinking I was like a nice person and suddenly I was going to do this thing where you were really going to wonder who I was. Yeah. And it was true. You kind of thought like, you can't. Exactly. Can't oh my God. We trusted you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And of course it's like a journal full of poetry. And then that guy, Colton was, that was a, a ruse. He was really a professional camera guy. And suddenly mm. he switches mode on the camera and is suddenly it is like a thousand times better. And <laughs> artistic and really it was really clever so a little trickery here or there and she admitted like i don't know if this was gonna fly and just trying to be entertaining you know she's kind of doing that thing and you're like okay why are you telling me this here's the point (laughs) okay i was wrong about her and then she literally 15 minutes into the concert is playing out the question of my perception not me personally but our perception Mm -hmm. of her as a good person or not Mm -hmm. and i was I, I liked the psychology. It made it a little more fun, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you go see Feist, sorry, I blew the whole thing for you. It's all fake. But it's <laughs> but you kind of know that Smoke on one hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's still, it was clever. And yeah. and then, you know, she did a great job. Now, she gets up on, uh, they drop the screen and the whole band's behind her and she starts rocking out. And then a song ends and I see her just take off her uh, guitar, set it down, walk off the stage into the audience. And you're like, oh, she's going to do another thing. And why she did that was because somebody fainted. And Oh. Yeah. Whoa. And so she walked down, made sure they were okay. The little team came and helped. Oh, my God. That's did awesome. She, did they faint yeah. for... Uh, well, well that was, when that... she got back up and she's like, everything is fine. She says, when I looked in his eyes and saw wellness... I knew it was just flattery that had caused him to say <laughs> Like she was really Weird. funny about it, but Aww. she just stopped and checked on this person because she has control of the whole room, right? And yeah. so proving her goodness and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the whole, all that is to say, I wanted to talk about this anyway, but I just, this was just last night and I thought, huh, this is like a fun example of this. And Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis crowds in particular were known for a couple of things in the music world. <laughs> And that is, we yell thank you a lot. Mm, it's really, really like to the artists, to the to the artists. Performers. There was so many yelling of thank you. <laughs> She's always like, "You're welcome." Okay, you know, like we we yell thank you. We're very polite. Um, and it just it's made me proximity laugh. to Canada. I think is what I does think that. So. Yeah, She's yeah, that Canada. Anyway, time. so that idea is like niceness. Everyone's being helpful. She asked us, Hey, if you were the camera guy, just show him the compassion you would want. If you were doing this for the first time, like she just kept invoking like goodness, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was why I brought this up because this was the, the inspiration for this. Scott and I both listened to a podcast recently. He referred it to me and then I sent him one and that we're going to give everyone that assignment for homework. 
I, I know that's probably bad business to send people to other podcasts when you yeah, want no podcast. kidding. Uh, do we talk so about sorry. this uh, beforehand? So uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> unless you guys want to take some, a serious dive into some psychological things. I don't know if you can produce the same kind of work. But anyway, mm. the idea is um, we want to talk about this idea. And Scott and I kind of referenced this before about are people fundamentally good? And there is this concept called the thin veneer um, and basically we all have just kind of a thing here of civility. And if that drops for any reason, maybe a scarcity of food or fuel or, you know, mm-hmm. something puts us in a, a, a difficult state, that thin veneer drops and then we're all savages and we're all going to, you know, kill each other. <laughs> and I believe Scott and Brian, you guys are kind of on opposite sides of the. Gosh, where could this uh, topic have come from, Scott? I have zero idea. Yeah, we've talked on the we've talked about it on the show. The short of it is, for those who have missed it somehow, is I think when like in the scenario of zombies coming, I think people will band together and help each other more uh, than Brian thinks. Brian Brian basically thinks yeah. that when you take away. You know, everyone's kind of left to, well, to the survive, I need veneer. food, I need mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. The thin veneer you're talking about, you take that away and then it's just all chaos and we're all done. But I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I have this more optimistic view. And it's no, not this- and, I, and I appreciate the optimism. And It's not that I think that, that the world will turn to dicks. I think that there will be <laughs> pockets of dicks that have guns and power and violence on their side. Mm. Uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the peaceful people are like, all right, well, you know, maybe we can't kill these zombies, but we can at least get people into the safe fenced area and that sort of thing. So I think that that's actually my perspective is that there are going to be pockets of dicks. There will be pockets of dicks, but there will also be my, my take is there will be a much larger percentage mm-hmm. of pockets of people who are not dicks and also have guns, uh, and also have the wherewithal to like protect and 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 do what they have to do to to get the larger and my whole my entire basis for this is that mm-hmm. this is humanity has always done this when there have been major things like this so whether it's war famine uh destruction of some sort natural disasters our tendency with with, with some exceptions there's always exceptions right always outliers but for mm-hmm. the most part the the large body of humanity moves forward and carries carries it forward the survival is not just an individual thing it has to be a bunch of people. And I don't know why I have that in my, I don't know why that's the way I think about that. And I don't know why it is Brian thinks the way he does about it. That's the one weird bit is I don't know. I don't know why there's different. Cause I'm, cause I'm a super optimistic person otherwise, but yeah. I, you know, I yeah. witnessed I stuff during yeah. the pandemic that is like, wow, this is like how humanity acts when there's a, mm-hmm. when there's strife, you know, you get people having, uh, shit fits about a mask in front of a Costco. You got people grabbing up all the toilet paper and not like, all right, well, let's let's leave some toilet paper for other people. You know, you've got all of these things that that I saw demonstrated during the pandemic that I thought were just un unhuman uh, or unsympathetic uh, human characteristics. Totally that just agree. Got amplified by that. Yeah, totally. And, totally and agree. So that's why I feel it's like, all right, well, yeah, there, there's going to be good people, but I think the there are going to be groups of people that band together that are that that have their own best interests in front of the other people. You're not wrong. I, the way I always looked at see yeah. that's what's, that's what's funny yeah. about the Costco thing when I would see those mm-hmm. videos and there were a bunch of them. Yeah, I would see one and I and I would try to remember that it was one lady up front freaking out, and mm-hmm. there were 800 people in that Costco not doing that. 
Right. And so sure. that to me, to me, it's a percentage issue of yeah. the large portion of people will will band together and figure this out and and defeat whatever the thing is. Uh, um, but there will always be a you know a, a a jerk with a toilet paper roll or whatever. <laughs> There'll always be somebody sure. who's being sure. a butthole. Yes, totally. I don't think you guys fundamentally really are on opposite ends of this. I no, think you huh? probably totally, totally agree. Not as much as I think Scott would like to think. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't film that conversation. Yeah, I don't. I, I should. I, I maybe I make more of it on the show than I should. But I, I, I agree. When Brian says he's generally an optimistic person, I hundred percent agree with that. Like more than most yeah. people I know. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's. In this one case, I think it's like we're being disserved by videos and media and news and everything. They only show us the, mm-hmm. the crap. They don't show us anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just always trying to keep that in mind that our vision of stuff is so freaking and, curated. And you know, gen- genuinely want your uh, perspective of this kind of thing to be the true one, to be the the actual one that we experience. Right. Um but yeah. Like, well, okay. So here's see, where see a few more. <laughs> that, that could be like, uh, we'd be done with the discussion. Like, well, yeah, the media influences what we see. And yeah, yeah, some people, right. We can stop there. But of course I, no, my, heck, my job no. here is to make it way deeper. So yeah. this is why I want people to listen to these things, but that's why we're going to make it a two weeker because once you have more of this information in your head, it will be interesting how you perceive some of these questions. Um, mm-hmm. Because the the two podcasts uh, have a lot to do with psychological studies yeah. and how we understand this because people have been looking at this for a long time. Um, you know, when ultimately we figured out what was happening in Nazi Germany, it, it was just unfathomable. Right. And having mm-hmm. to figure that out over time and try to understand that many things have come from trying to understand that level because it doesn't, that, that level of orchestrated, evil is not common. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it doesn't last. Well, it doesn't, it lasts however long it lasts, but for what had to be in place. Right. And we've, we've talked about maybe on the show, different elements of what psychology or biases or, you know, cognitive distortions we use to do different things. So I just find that stuff really fascinating. And when we think about this general worldview, there is some interesting things to note, like who is whose whose worldview actually is doing better in the world? You would often think, well, the one who's the most protected from the bad stuff is going to be the safest, but actually mm-hmm. they're not. And so there's a couple things that, that might be enlightening for people to hear because you know, I, I my one of my favorite things in life is when it's the exact opposite of what I thought it was. I love that feeling, like oh, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. opposite. It was I was so wrong about that. I love that better feeling. than yeah, exactly. Totally. Oh, for sure, you want to be proven wrong, especially in a situation like especially this. about this. And yeah. so um, anyway, so what the Scott, I gave you the links to both, but one is um, the a hidden brain episode that is about your worldview sort of system and the the guy. Uh, who does a lot of research in that area. Yeah. And it, so that's, it's nice little augmenting to the other one, which is about the thin veneer theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, you know, you re- go through that little thin layer and we're all going to just go nuts. Um, and that is a through line episode. Through line. Yeah. Um, I really yeah. like, I cannot recommend through line enough, by the way. It's so good. <laughs> Such a that's great good. podcast. And it's not just stuff like that. There's a lot of history stuff in there, but this one in particular right, jumped out at me because they had so much background and data about, um, you know, I, I realized part of it was it was supporting my brain in terms of where I was at with this, right? Where my yeah. my overly positive outview or outlook on that sort of stuff. But 
they had so much data to support it. Um, historical data long before we were filming these things or showing them on the nightly news or any of this other crap. It was that I found that really comforting because <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wow, okay. Uh, we, we do generally move in the right direction. Um, World War II is a good example. Like that is a tent pole of evil. That is a moment in history. Oh God. Yeah. Human history is just like, could it get worse than that? Maybe it could, but boy, howdy is that bad. And what happened? It didn't work. We banded together and we mm-hmm. pushed it over. Now, could have something gone bad if, you know, Germany get the nuke first, really wrecked everybody's day? Maybe. Maybe all those things are true. Um, but the overall, like the macro level movement was end that. And now that's gone and we're not doing that now. And then it doesn't mean everything's perfect forever or that there aren't problems moving forward. Obviously, there yeah. are. But it does seem like we're good at like, Going, nope, that's not going to make that's That's bad for the entire, the entire body of human mm-hmm. humanity. That's bad. Move that out of the mm-hmm. way and be done with that and burn that down. Um, and, and, that, and, and that here's shows something to think about. That. This is not to convince anyone to think differently. It's just mm-hmm. to, it's like, oh, you got to agree with and be more optimistic. Sometimes we have pretty natural set points when it comes to optimism, or we have, um, you know, if, your mom was always telling you about the terrible things happening in the neighborhood and in your school. Like you're going to develop a sense, a radar, an anxious thinking pattern because it was kind of modeled to you or it was a way to make sure you were safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus, um, you know, the mom is just and dad are like, Oh, go run in the forest. We'll see you in a if couple you, hours. Right. Yeah, if you don't come straight home from school, somebody's going to kidnap you and exactly. we're never going to see you again. You're not going to know how to get home. Yeah. So some yeah. of us have come by this. Honestly, I think, <laughs> I think the other thing that happens, I had a, a great conversation with uh new Luke in Vegas. We had a great, we love new, we love new, we love new Luke. Luke. Yeah. New, new Luke is awesome. our favorite Luke. Luke. Yeah. Well, and we had a great conversation about, you know, how I can see people as fundamentally good. And he can, for the most part, except for you know, but there are bad people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would still argue that, you know, genetics loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger, but like love, compassion, life skills, all sorts of things helps you put the gun down, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't see anyone as fundamentally flawed. And that's really hard sometimes when we need our, we need someone to be bad and evil. And so, you know, we jumped to the Hitler question. And I was like, listen, I know pure evil, but I'm also telling you, no one liked his art. His mom was a piece of work. There is sources for some stuff that I can have some compassion for. It doesn't mean I'm like going to categorize it as not evil. Right. Um, but but we are going to see that differently. And that's why I want the Hidden Brain podcast on there too, because we really do have a different worldview. And some of it, if we're doom scrolling all the, do- all the time, we can give ourselves a bad world <laughs> view. Um, or we can reinforce all of those things. And rather than leave zombie land, zombie worlds and that kind of stuff to the entertainment space, right. it's, it's maybe putting it more with like your neighbor. And, you know, we have some fundamental concerns with some things in the world today that kind of rely on everyone's a bad person and mm-hmm. cause problems. That yeah, way. because so, there's, there's money to be made, um, unfortunately, 100%. in that negative space. But here's the other thing about like... Um, zombie stories, apocalyptic stories, things I yeah. actually quite like. But I, I think the reason I like them and, and the reason they're popular and do well in general, correct me if I'm wrong, is that they let us, from a safe perspective, deal with our fears. 
So mm-hmm. a fear of, uh, let's say, a horrible virus taking over everybody and they all go crazy and kill each other. Yeah. Or death. Um, or death or whatever it, it is. Like death. every movie has death in it, I swear. There's no such thing about a movie without death yeah. except for a few rom-coms. And even those often have death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, right. I, and I always think, well, that's because humans are built to survive. We want to survive. And so when we deal with something that is just juxtapositioned against staying alive, yeah. we're forced to see how how we, we experiment with, well, how would we react to this? And a lot of times it it stacks fear on top of fear. So it's like, well, we'll react to it by freaking out and losing our minds and killing each other. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. I and I right. and I know that while I'm watching it, I but I also get the catharsis that is that of watching it without the actual fear of it. Like I love as much as I talk about Fury Road on here, the reason I love that movie, but the primary reason, well, it's also really well made. You never stop breathing. (laughs) No, it's because I see it and and I know it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I just that sort of thing is too far out there, but Mm -hmm. it still lets me experiment in these places that I'm never going to have to actually face myself. I don't want Mad Max World in my life. Like a lot of people are like, I love a movie because I want it to be like real life. But that's not the case in this case. I love this movie because it isn't real life. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I think sometimes we're shaped by that a little bit. Like if you consume a ton of that and and don't keep that perspective in mind, um, or at least I'm, I can only speak for myself. If I didn't keep that perspective in mind, then I don't think the catharsis would happen because I would see these things differently. I would see them as warnings or you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, and oh, we have if we a, don't change it, our ways with this, then we're right. going to be in Mad Max territory. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, right. we have uh, an epidemic of loneliness. I mean, there's a report that just came out in February about the basically the state of of girls and just levels of anxiety and depression and disconnect and loneliness. And we've mm. we got an uphill battle that you know I think was headed that way technologically, and then pandemic quadrupled that that experience and so it's one thing to watch you know a bunch of fun shows that show these sort of dystopian worlds but then you go out and hang out with your friends and when that alter other state of normalcy doesn't maybe happen and i'm not saying that that's the only thing that determines this some of it really is that point and some is the way the environment and then other things might just be you know like you are struggling with people and it is easier to think of them as all bad. Like, I, I, I think this is fascinating. When you ask anyone, and I will, you know, talk to someone who's the world's biggest jerk, according to someone else. And you're like, what's, what's going on for you? They all think of themselves as a good guy or a good person, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so if everyone's a bad guy and you're the only good one, we're in trouble because it's not true. Everyone thinks of themselves as, you know, being maybe making mistakes or, and I'm not saying people have negative self-talk. That's a different thing. Um, anyway, but that that concept of figuring some of this out, I think, is pretty powerful. When I can help somebody, maybe feel more alive in the world. So the the Hidden Brain podcast breaks up these worldviews into different things. It's not just like is the world bad or good, um, but sort of is the world interesting, and is it an aliveness or a closedness? Like, there's a couple of different framings that I think it'll be really fun for people to to think through as they listen. Um, and then when we come back, we can dig into it. I don't want to give all my good stuff away. I've got like studies and I've got like um, questions for the two of you as we kind of navigate it, because I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a big picture view of all of this stuff. And Feist taught me last night that, you know, 
she could mess with my view of her goodness pretty easily. <laughs> right. Did you call her her she's she has Feistian. Uh, she is Feist. not Faustian. I don't know even about Faust. What is Faustian? There's somebody named Faust, and that's all based on that. I don't know what that is. That's yeah, that maybe that's know. a terrible I've heard person. the term Faustian, but I've never. I have I no idea exactly who that what, is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this is what we're going to do this week. It's a little bit weird, but we're giving Faustian every- bargain. That's there what you go. Of. We're going to make. Uh, we're doing homework, okay? And the okay. homework is everybody listen to these two episodes of these podcasts. They're excellent and worth your time, regardless. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes in all the places I post the show. And then next Thursday, Wendy has a follow on that will make sense when, when you're all done. Right. We Wendy? all love homework. Yeah. I have that. <laughs> do I have that right? That's the assignment. We understood yeah, the assignment. It, okay. Yep. We got two podcasts to listen to. And then Brian, you, you and Scott bring your questions. If anyone wants to write in about a question we can use to riff off of it. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just dig into like, what our worldviews are and then what actually is it maybe good for us? Mm-hmm. Cause it's not always easy. It's like, Oh cool. There I am. It's like, I'm a Sagittarius. It's too bad. There's nothing I can do about it. This is actually maybe something you could tweak. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're makes... Sagittarius, sorry. That's yeah. you and I, baby. Sorry, Whatever. everybody. Sagittarius. <laughs> if you're a cancer, don't get cancer. I don't know what that means. No. Uh, excellent. Well, this will be great. I look forward to this. This will be super fun. And um, in the meantime, uh, keep your eye on uh, realsteps.org. Uh, there's not yeah, a. We'll new- have another fall uh, thing. So I'll talk more about that when it gets closer. Um, and then if you are a real stepper, uh, go in and congratulate Elena is getting married at the end of the month. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited That's great. for her. Oh, yeah. Wow. Very it's cool. great. That's great. So I can get her to. You know, now is she marrying? Is she, again is she marrying what? a partner who is ready to, you know, get into the groove of the 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 uh, <laughs> nutrition? You know, all the stuff she's really big on. Are they ready for that? You know, do you know when is their first date? He said to her like, "I am not going to run with you every day." That was the first thing on a date. She said, "He said I and I like junk food." She's like, "It's okay." <laughs> oh wow well this is good you never know right when you so, date a nutritionist yeah. this is going to be pressure she'll so. yeah and she'll have an effect but it's good to you know opposites attract all that stuff so i want that guy totally. eating a burger and i want her out running and eating sprouts all day that's what and we want everyone's happy yeah no she's it's going to be great and i'm actually going to the wedding it's in orlando and who goes to orlando in end of may it sounds Nobody. terrible but no oh, that's actually that's probably one of the better times to go is don't it go really in, okay don't go in july or august to september but uh okay. may is probably okay. pretty yes. good stay out of there okay. for uh, hurricane time. Don't go there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so sure. send her a congrats if you're on Discord with her. And um, yeah, thanks. Uh, we will do real steps again, everybody. All right. Uh, so have fun and we'll do this next week. It's windy, okay. everybody. Have a great week. Thanks, we'll everyone. Bye. Bye. All right. So Bye. I put them in. I put those links in the chat. I will put them everywhere else the show is posted. Yeah, so I need, I need those uh, links again. Did you? So you did a poll during this. Do you think humanity is mostly good or mostly bad? Do you? How do you think I voted in that poll? I bet you voted mostly good. Yeah, yeah, yes. that doesn't surprise me. Um, okay, I, I think it would have based on our film sec discussion after the nest. <laughs> no, I, I think because uh, I think you 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 took it as Brian thinks the world is mostly dicks that will take over and and push. No, the good no, people I definitely out. don't take it that way. I think I take okay. it. Um, I took it as. Oh, it's hard to explain. I think you're not wrong about some immediate things, right? Yeah, uh, here's here's kind of the way that I break it down. Yeah. 
Um, there'll be good people with guns. There'll be bad people with guns. Let's say let's say it's this fictional weird zombie sure, apocalypse sure. kind of thing. Why not? Uh, fortunately, we'll never know probably if this is right or if this happens or yeah. not. Uh, the good people with guns will use their guns against the zombies. The bad people with guns <laughs> will use their guns against both the zombies and the good people who might have food that they want that they didn't think to get in stockpile. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, what I hope is uh, the good people will have to defend themselves so i would hope they would use it against bad people who are trying to kill them but but who knows my my whole my overall is i think that you your immediate aftermath of an event like this is accurate i think you're more accurate than not that there was going to be yeah. some ugly shit early on like looters and stuff that happen after whatever things that happen sure. now looting and hurting and shooting and killing happens in the immediate aftermath of something where society truly breaks down so i think yeah. you're absolutely right about the short term I, I'm my my take is more like, hey, in the macro level, long term, a hundred years from now, how do we look back on this? Mm-hmm. I think that we 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 as a larger body had moved through it and passed it, and we'll be okay. Lots of individual pain and suffering on the ground, no doubt. <laughs> I, but, I also think that my perspective allows me to be pleasantly surprised, while yours may <laughs> let you be sadly disappointed. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's like, entirely like possible. I've set yeah. the bar low, so it's like, oh, good job, humanity, well done. And then just in case the flop, you know, flip flop happens, Scott's like, oh crap, humanity, you really let me down. Shane and uh, Shane in the chat, uh, congratulations again, Shane, on your win yesterday. Um, yeah. Shane has made a point uh, that I really like. <laughs> Glad he brought this yeah, up. He yeah, he says, for instance, <laughs> do you think it's considered good or bad to feed your ashes to the elderly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here here's the thing about that. But in the I don't, long run, yeah, in the long years run, from now, yeah, yeah, yeah. it won't even matter. No yeah. one will even know. But also, I don't. I, for the record, I don't actually want this to happen. Of I say it all the time, but I don't want to feed my do. ashes yeah. to old people. You guys, yes. you guys don't actually believe me when I say that. I hope. Of uh, course, no, nobody does. I like to say lots of dumb things. Uh, let's get to. Oh, my screen went weird. Okay, we're good. Uh, wow. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here before we do a couple things. Coverville today. Tell me what you're doing. Yes. What's going on? Uh, tributes to a couple uh, musicians that we lost recently. Uh, Harry Belafonte. Dale. <laughs> And uh, you know, jump in the line. Basically, all the stuff you heard in Beetlejuice. Uh, I, I really honestly thought when you went, you went dead. You were going to say dead. I thought you were going to go hello. Oh. You were going to go <laughs> dead. Yeah, you're going to Harry Belafonte. Dead. He's a dead. He's a dead. He's a dead. He's a dead. Jeez, Louise, that's uh, grim. Uh, you know, I'm, one of, I'm one of the bad people. I'm one of the pockets of bad people now. Um, yeah, no, uh, uh, Harry Belafonte did all this like great Calypso music. We were, it's funny, uh, me and Shane, speaking again of Shane, my gosh, it's almost the Shane show today. Yeah. Uh, we were walking down Fremont Street when I was, I think it was Shane, when we were trying to figure out like where to station everybody for filming and, uh, and Jump in the Line came on which mm-hmm. is the uh, the one that Winona Ryder floats up and sings at the end of uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, right. Okay, I believe you, that one. Mm. And uh, and I said, we're never, ever going to not think of Beetlejuice when we hear this song anymore, right? And he's like, nope, this one I will only ever think. Oh, maybe it was Bobby. No, it wasn't Bobby. 
Oh, it was Bobby. It was Bobby when he and I were walking down to do his task. We heard uh, a jump in the line, and I said, "We're never going to not think of Beetlejuice when the sun comes up." Yeah, it's impossible. It's part of the, it's and then in. and then the next day, the very next day, Harry Belafonte died. Oh my it was lord! That, oh, the it was curse. Like talking about him, the TMS curse extends to Vegas. Apparently, yeah. Who knew? Just not even on the air, and it, cur- and it cursed him. My gosh! Yes, All right, exactly. well, rest uh, in peace. So there, so Harry Belafonte, but then also a tribute to Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, you know the record the Edmund Fitzgerald, Sundown, so many great songs. If you could read my mind, I've got a Jonathan Colton cover I'm going to be playing of uh, Gordon Lightfoot on today's show. And I've got, believe it or not, Harry Belafonte covering Gordon Lightfoot. Oh my what? gosh. What? The streams will cross and and uh, the Marshmallow Man will, will, will vanish. Wow. That's what's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, Harry Belafonte and uh, Gordon Lightfoot today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. I what listen- else, Scott? What else is coming? Well, I'll tell you what else is going on. Um, and for the record, I don't know why I'm telling anyone this, but yesterday, I in the, in wake of the news, I listened to uh, Gordon Lightfoot all day, like a ton of it. Mm, mm-hmm. And he has way more hits than you think. Some people are real he dismissive, really like, well, you listen to one of the two songs he was good or whatever. <laughs> no. Right? No, he has a, a lot ton of, of it. songs, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. So go do yourself a favor and listen to a little uh, Lightfoot. Uh, Core, tonight, 5 p.m. Big episode of Core coming up. Uh, some some stuff going on out there. Kind of a bad week for gamers. A bunch of broken games launched. Oh, no. And uh, people are spending $69 for busted-ass games. We're going to talk about <sighs> that trend and uh, see, what's, uh, see what's good there. So check us out tonight. That's Core, me, John, and Bo, talking games, 5 p.m. Mountain at frogpants.tv. Or check it out later on the podcast, wherever you get your shows. Uh, guess the connection also happening tomorrow right before couch party right in like an hour that's before. right yeah gonna give away some stuff um what do i have i don't can't remember if i gave i think i didn't give this stuff away so i decided i'd carry it over a um these vegas things or no uh maybe i oh shoot i wonder if i did give these oh man if i did i need to go back and figure <laughs> out who who won them so i can ship them out but uh a blizzcon that. uh mouse mat oh that's a good one i have that one that's a good one um a uh Trick gum, spearmint trick gum from Pee Wee's Big Adventure with uh, Francis uh, with the black goo coming out of his face. Nice. And the piece de resistance, a Star Trek uh, Emperor Giorgio dagger, metal dagger that is also a letter opener. That's very cool because uh, Section 13 or whatever the hell it's called is getting a movie. 31, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, No, you did not win them, Claire. Good job. Yeah, you nice job, not, Claire. Uh, you won the you won the stuff that I gave you—a Carnage bookend thing and a, a deck of uh, Wizard of Oz cards and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. and a and a little plastic uh, Phantom of the Opera or something—I mm-hmm. can't remember. But some, you got those some so blue horseshoes, some some yellow diamonds, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's that's exactly it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Awesome guest connection. Check it out. Nine a.m. That also means yeah. couch party right after that. We're going to do it at 10 a.m. It's for patrons only. You know who you are. Head on over to the uh, Discord if you have questions about how to watch it. Most of you know. But we'll be watching the latter half of Vegas Vacation tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Time right there in the Frog Pants Discord, which you can get into if you haven't already at frogpants.com slash Discord. All are welcome. Okay? Get in there. Also, a skim this weekend. Not sure when we're doing it, but Kim and I will bang one of those out. That sounds wrong. <laughs> Bang out a skim. Yeah, something that about seems, that seemed that weird. Sounds, that sounds wrong. Uh, also, some big news. Uh, I got a text from an anonymous listener this morning. Breaking news. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, hey, this is for TMS, they say. For anyone who can't make it to Meow Wolf, uh, an installation wherever they live, 
Mm-hmm. The VR game Walkabout Mini Golf is going to be releasing a Meow Wolf course. I need to. I just need to flat out pick up that game because they added a Mist course too. You can play mini golf on Mist Island. Yeah, that game's rad. Walkabout Mini Golf is good, like yeah, real good. It's yeah. it's one of my favorite VR experiences. And hearing them doing this is sounds great. I haven't seen the Mist thing either. I need to. I need to charge my Quest. Mm, I wonder if I can play that on the Quest One. I Maybe. To, I mean, I just need to finally break down and get a Quest 2, but I'm waiting. i kind of waiting like you did to yeah. get see if there's information about a Quest 3 before I get a Quest 2. They're supposed to announce something here before the end of the year, so I'm yeah. guessing fall. Fall yeah. release, plus uh, uh, Apple's thing is supposedly going to actually be announced this year, whatever they're mm. doing. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, do I wait for that one? You should wait and then see. Then everything works all with all my other stuff, like my Apple Watch will now be part of my VR experience. Ooh. And, and that's right, because it's got it's supposed to have AR, VR, and MR. Yeah, it's all. Uh, wait, what's the MR? Uh, mixed reality oh, or something. Like I that. think mixed reality just means VR and AR. Right? There's, but they are called. They are describing it as having AR, VR, and MR. Oh, the, weird. The early leaks. Maybe okay. it's not mixed reality. There's some sort of modified reality or something. I can't remember what the. Oh, I like that term. Deal is. That's fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll hear by fall. I guess what they're doing. Uh, that is it for oh, Film Sack this weekend. Cocaine Bear for our 600th okay, episode. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yes. 600 episodes, you guys. Can you believe it? Woo! That's 300 times two. <laughs> or 150 times four for the four hosts. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's good math. Yeah, you can do that with the way too. Yeah. Anyway, so tune in for that. That'll be this weekend. Film Sack, Cocaine Bear. Watch it on Peacock, right? Yes, Peacock. Not Paramount for some reason. Not Paramount Plus. We had Paramount Plus in our um, in our spreadsheet saying that's where you could find. We it. mix up those like, oh, P no. those two P networks. Yeah, get mixed all up the, all the time. time. I do it every day. All the time. They need to change their thing to something else. It's their fault, not mine. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it. Patreon needs you. Patreon.com slash TMS. Join. You know the reasons why. I tell you every day. Uh, hop in. It's cheap. We did a monthly because we're dumb. It's all great. Just get in there. Support us. Mm-hmm. Be a part of it. Uh, watch couch parties with us, get stuff in the mail, you know, just no commercials, all that stuff. You want that? I know you want that. So get in there. Patreon.com slash TMS. That's it for us. We need to play a song to go, though. What do you got? Uh, I've got a song. This one's going out to uh, Jeff Collins. He goes by the name My Garage Bay on Patreon, or as he wrote, Petron. 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 I, I, again, I should never complain because I, I have typos all the time. Uh, I'm turning 46 and spending the day watching on the HVAC or waiting on the HVAC repair person to show up since only available day they could come. Today, today is actually the day he is spending waiting for the... Uh, His birthday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow is, but we don't oh. have a show tomorrow. So, oh, gotcha. Uh, tomorrow he's going to be waiting on the HVAC repair person. So he's just like, I want to listen to my request. Yeah. So sure. Happy birthday. Let's party. There you go. Ooh, cut yeah. the fart off early. Anyway, I know it's uh, what's up with Farago, it's, it's like Farago's doing cutoffs on the uh, couple of weird lately. glitches. I got to figure them out, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what he said. He said, "Coverville, please pick something you have not played for a while that you love." So, like, oh, awesome! I can actually play a song that maybe I haven't even played on um, on TMS before, and so I am exactly going to do exactly that thing now. Those of you who are regulars to TMS Vegas may remember a show we did at the Bunkhouse. This was before we even did a 
Taskville thing. This was like um, maybe 2019, 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott and I went to that blackout restaurant with Hammond. Hammond recorded audio of Scott and I eating whatever it was they were putting in front of us, vegan food in the dark, yep. and that whole experience. Yep. I think that was the year that I jumped off the... Um, uh, jumped off the deal, off the stratosphere. Oh, yeah. 2019, then, it would have been, I think. 2019? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I um, mushed those two years together in a weird way. I don't know. I think... No, I think there was one after that that we did... Because you definitely jumped in 2019. That I remember. I ju- okay, did I jump yeah. in 2019? Then it must have been 2019. So, yeah, yeah, we had the bunkhouse. It caught on fire during the pandemic. Then we came back and did one at Artifice, and then we did... Um, and then we did the... Uh, uh, the deal sand dollar yeah this year yeah um yeah so the uh anyway if you came to that show and you stuck around after our live performance of course you saw same sex mary but you also saw a dude come out in a flight suit wearing a helmet that had a um old uh style telephone welded into the front of it and he played multiple instruments uh, drums with his feet while he played guitar and you never saw his face and everything was kind of like um, modulated in his voice and everything like that. That guy's name is Bob Log the Third. Bob Log the Third. This is a, a, a band that uh, or a performer that James and Svet wrangled for uh, TMS Vegas. It was wild. Um, Absolutely wild what that guy did. It was. It was so great. He yeah. was so awesome. Uh, how about a song covered by him with Chuck D. Yes, Chuck D covering Johnny Cash. So Chuck D and Bob Lug the Third wow. covering Man in Black by Johnny Cash. I've been waiting to play this song for such a long time. So I'm glad. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for, for giving me the opportunity to play a song in my list. Um, here's Bob Lug the Third and Chuck D covering Man in Black by Johnny Cash. in black why you never see bright colors on my back and why does my appearance seem to have a somber tone well there's a reason for the things that I have on I wear the black for the poor and the beaten down living in the hopeless hungry side of town I wear it for the prisoner who has long paid for his crime But is there because he's a victim of the time I wear the black for those who've never read Or listened to the words that Jesus said About the road to happiness through love and charity Why you think he's talking straight to you and me well, we're doing mighty fine, I do suppose And our streak of lightning cars and fancy clothes But just so we're reminded of ones who are held back Up front there, there ought to be a man in black, in black, in black, in black. I wear it for the sick and lonely old For the reckless ones whose bad trip left them cold I wear the black in mourning for the lives that could have been Each week we lose a hundred fine young men And I wear it for the thousands who have died 
believing that the Lord was on their side. I went for another hundred thousand who have died, believing that we all were on their side. But there's things that will never be right, I know. And things need changing everywhere you go. But till we start to make a move and make a few things right, you'll never see me wear a suit of white. I love to wear a rainbow every day and tell the world that everything's okay. But I'll try to carry off a little darkness on my back till things are brighter. I'm the man in black. Till things are brighter, I'm the man in black. Till things are brighter, I'm the man in black. Till things are brighter, I'm the man in black. Till things are brighter, I'm the man in black. Black. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. I saw a joke. That's how I say it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.